founder Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about abundance. I am excited to have Rebecca Elizabeth Whitmore with me today as she will be sharing with us more information on this topic, including conversation on what she calls the seven pillars of abundance. Rebecca helps transform women from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. She is a magnetic abundance mentor a graduate with honors from Princeton University, an author of multiple international best-selling books. So Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom on this subject. I would love to start off by maybe hearing a little bit more about yourself. So can you tell us more about you? Sure. It is It was such a surprise to me that I was voted life coach of the year because I never thought I would be a life coach. I moved to LA 22 years ago to become an actress, which was my childhood dream. And although I had small parts on big shows like Friends, CSI, and 24, I never did get that big break. And I found the children's acting school industry, which I really loved because I don't have kids. And while the kids were off at school, I had a lot of free time and I started attending lectures with great spiritual teachers like Michael Beckwith, Abraham Hicks, Louise Hay. And I started to really understand the law of attraction. And I applied that very successfully to that job at the kids acting school. Before I knew it, I was making six figures. I did not apply it as successfully to my love life. And I had the habit of attracting uh, emotionally unavailable narcissistic men. And I decided I would marry one and try to change him. Well, we all know how that works out. (laughs) Uh, Three years after marriage, I filed for divorce. And as my marriage was painfully unraveling, my dad was dying in a nursing home. And in one of our last conversations, he asked me to write a book. And a few months later, My dad had passed, my marriage had dissolved, and I was sitting across the desk from my financial planner, and he looked at my portfolio and he said, Rebecca, I am really surprised. Even though you lost your dad in your marriage, you're having your best financial year ever. You're actually a millionaire, and I think you should teach women what you did in a book. So I wrote a book. It's called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And in the book, I divide life into seven key areas, which I call my seven pillars of abundance. And when you have all seven areas of life and balance, you can be, do, or have anything you want. So now I'm happily married to my soulmate and I coach women on how to go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant through my podcast, The Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show, and through one-on-one and group coaching. Wow, that's beautiful. I also am a big fan of Abraham Hicks. Um, Yeah, so that's awesome. And that's so interesting. How amazing at the opportunities you've had, you know, as far as acting and things along that lines. I 
this past summer joined a acting class just to oh. sort of help me with, you know, my confidence and sharing my voice. And it's been therapeutic. So that's so fun. Thank you for sharing that with us. I love it. Love it. That acting class is so fun. Are you still in it? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, just, cool. yeah, I just signed up for another, um, another 12 week program that will focus on scene study and we'll be performing still Magnolia. So. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. Classes are just, I think everyone should take them, whether they're interested in pursuing it as a career or not. It just helps so much with self-confidence and self-expression. And it's so creative. It's like being a little kid again, you get to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Well, that's awesome. So let I'm excited to hear about, I figured we'll kind of jump right in. So can you tell us a little bit more about your, your seven pillars of abundance? I would love to. So the first one is spirituality. And I believe that is the foundation for living the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life. It is so important that we set our day up for success by having a morning practice. And I met this woman, Janet, many years ago at a 12-step meeting, and she told me how to write in a God journal. And what she did was she gave me some amazing journal prompts that switched my negative thinking to positive. I added a few of my own journal prompts, and now I do that every morning. I call it my abundance journal. I've done it for decades, and uh, listeners, stay tuned for the end because I'm actually going to be offering that to you as a gift. So uh, the first pillar is spirituality. The second pillar is fitness, and I believe in body before business. So I plan my day around my workout, even if it's something mellow, like today I just did a yoga video off YouTube but doing something to move your body every day is paramount. The third pillar is emotional. And I believe that all emotions come from fear or love. And you could also say they all come from scarcity or abundance. So the goal is to switch the scarcity thinking of I'm not good enough. There's not enough love. There's not enough money. I don't have enough time or energy to abundance. I have plenty of time. I have plenty of energy. There's plenty of good for me. Uh, the next pillar is romantic and romantic affects everyone. I think we have all had a tough relationship and it affected our health and it affected our money and it affected our friendship. So having the right partner is so important. I actually have a class called the seven steps to manifesting your soulmate in midlife. Uh, the next pillar after romance is mental. And that's what we're doing here on this show. We're working on our mindset. Uh, there's so many ways to grow mentally, like you, Cassandra, are taking an acting class. You could take a class, learn an instrument, learn a skill, learn a language. Um, after mental is social. And I feel like we're in a high-tech, low-touch society, especially during the pandemic. We all isolated behind our technology. Live events are opening back up. And of course, there's Facebook groups and so many ways to find community. And if you have a goal or dream, it's so important to have a community that has a similar goal. And finally, financial. Now, everybody thinks finance should come first. I'll make a ton of money. I'll hire a personal trainer. I'll get in great shape. I'll attract my soulmate. We'll go on spiritual retreats and we'll socialize <laughs> with other couples and work on our mindset. 
But in my experience, Cassandra, finances are the last piece of the puzzle because when you are happy and physically fit and spiritually centered and have great friends and you're in love, the financial opportunities just flow in. They actually magnetize to you. And that's why I call myself the magnetic abundance mentor because I show people how to magnetize what they want in life. Yeah, that's, I love that. I, I'm a certified human design reader and, and yeah. And a big message of that is kind of coming in alignment with who you are and that magnetizing, like you said, those things um, to you. And, you know, whether I feel like whether it's abundance or our goals or whatever it is, I think there's a lot of truth in the last piece that you shared that so often we think, oh, well, once I achieve this or once I am there, you know, then I will feel those things, have those things. But I think that so many of us get close or get there and then there's always just going to be something on the other side. So how much better to be in the present moment, you know, and like you said, align all the different various aspects of our journey and of our life. Yeah. Yeah. I call that over there as, um, and that's what we're taught, you know, I'll be happy when I graduate high school and then I'll be happy when I get into a good college. Then I'll be happy when I graduate college Then I'll be happy when I get a master's degree. Then I'll be happy when I get a spouse and I'll be happy when I get kids and I'll be happy when my kids get into a good college. Then I'll be happy when they get married. Then I'll be happy when I'm a grandparent (laughs) before you know it, you're 80 years old and you were never happy because you kept putting your happiness out in front of you. And we're like a little donkey chasing the carrot on the end of the stick and I call that over there ism. So the the key is to be happy now because why do we want our soulmate or our dream house or that vacation or that new car so we can be happy, but we can choose to be happy now. Happiness is a decision. It doesn't have anything to do with an outcome. Mm, I love that. Now, I've also heard, you know, based on that last piece you said, looking at, um, you know, we could replace the word happy with gratitude, I feel like sometimes too. And just being, having gratitude for the things where you are in the present moment. And I think that while I consider myself someone that is grateful, I think that that's easier said than done a lot of times for a lot of people, because I feel like we often are so burnt out and and distracted and busy that we really don't take the time to pause and be present in the moment to notice those things that are present in our life. Yeah, that's really good. I I agree with you Cassandra. I I feel that happiness is not getting what you want, it's wanting what you have. And having a gratitude practice, that's actually part of the abundance journal. It's one of the journal prompts. I think it is so important just to be grateful because gratitude is the secret sauce of a happy life, in my opinion. And talking about going from fear to love, Mm -hmm. the fastest way to go from the fear channel to the love channel is through gratitude. Yeah. Now, my question to you would be this. And some of this is some personal reflection as well for myself, because I am in a period of my life that I am 
in transition, coming out from, you know, one identity and really stepping into, you know, finally getting to the point in my life where I say, okay, I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow what feels like it's lighting me up, what inspires me and sparks curiosity. And it has been so fulfilling. And with it has come beautiful opportunities. And this is that challenging, you know, I love that you mentioned Abraham Hicks. And, you know, it is, it has been a journey where it's easy to get caught up in where you want to go and where you want to be and not being there quite yet. My question for you would be, has this process been natural? or easy for you? And if not, what of your seven pillars has been the most challenging to navigate? It is not naturally natural for me to enjoy the journey. I am by nature a very impatient person. I am an alpha person and I am very results oriented. So I want to get a result and I want it five minutes ago. So actually the, the teachings of Abraham have really helped me to just be happy where I am and enjoy the journey. And I've studied them for 20 years. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, when I listened even this morning. <laughs> so it's, it's a constant practice and study. Uh, the area of life that has been most challenging to me was my romantic life because I wanted a certain type of guy, but I realized after many years that that type of guy was not healthy for me. Yeah. So I had to literally do some deep inner work and rearrange my patterns and belief systems and my paradigm and change it all up. And that's, that's the deep inner work that it takes to do with either a therapist or a coach or a webinar, something like really to look at yourself and look at what's working and what's not working. And that is, uh, after I did that deep inner work is, is when I manifested my soulmate, uh, Ben, but it was a lot of reflection and going like, why do I keep banging my head against the wall and going for yeah. the same type of person? I think that's great that you, you know, did that once again, I think that, the society, the life, you know, so many of us live that, that, that self-reflection piece is missing. I love that you started off in your first pillar being spirituality and sitting down, I feel like with some sort of reflection of, you know, what you are feeling and, it's easy to say, oh, well, there's another relationship that was just like the last and, you know, or developing a label you put on all the people that fit into that category that didn't work for you. I love how you shared the perspective of looking at it as like, okay, what's going, you know, what's going on here and looking at your mindset and looking at where that came from, you know? Um, yeah, that's really good. So now if someone's listening to this and they're hearing your guidance and they're saying to themselves, wow, you know, I hear all the pillars it feels a little overwhelming to consider and tackle, you know, each one. Um, you know, some people I feel like are at a point that it can be challenging. 
What would you say would be if you could give one piece of advice for where to start the first thing to navigate or to attempt? Is there that one special piece that you would share? I think the pillars, like I said, they're in order of importance. So I would just, if you could tackle the first two, it would change your life. If you could have Mm -hmm. a morning practice or even an evening practice, maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you're rushing out the door to get the kids to school every morning. You could even do the abundance journal in the evening or anything from reading spiritual literature to writing down affirmations. I mean, there's so many different ways to have a morning or an evening practice. But if you could just anchor your day with a spiritual practice, that would be number one. And number two would be just to move your body. It doesn't have to be like crazy training, just three to five times a week. You could walk for 30 minutes. There's so many wonderful YouTube videos about you know yoga and stretching and just easy workouts, just doing something to feel centered in your body and connected to your breath. Um, If you could do those two things consistently, it would absolutely change your life. Now, I don't know when this podcast comes out, but I know that in January, everybody's so motivated. They're like, I will, (laughs) I'll have a morning practice. I'll work out, I'll do it. And then they don't see instant results and they give it up. These are two things that you will not see instant results. So I'm just telling you that if you're into like instant gratification, like I am, these are not instant gratification behaviors. They're cumulative. And the longer you have these behaviors of having a morning or an evening ritual and having a consistent exercise routine, the better you will feel. They say it takes 21 days to form a habit and 90 days to form a lifestyle. So just give yourself a long runway for these activities because these are lifetime behaviors. There's not something that you're just going to do and then all of a sudden like be healed or graduate. That's really good. I love that. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I tend to you know, when it comes to physical activity or whatever, you know, feeling like, okay, I have to change all of these things now at once. And I throw myself in headfirst into it. And, you know, that only you can't sustain, you can't maintain that. So yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. So Is there any other advice or any other guidance you want to share on this conversation regarding abundance that we're talking about today? Yeah, whatever you focus on expands. So if you're wanting to, let's just talk about love and money, because those are issues that everybody wants abundance in. If you're focused on, oh, there's not enough guys out there and all the good ones are taken and all the guys on the internet dating apps are just jerks and I have terrible luck when it comes to love, then that is exactly what you're going to get. I know because I had a negative limiting conversation around my love life for years. And I was wondering why I wasn't getting the right results. Whereas with my finances, I always just had a faith. I have been in all commission sales my whole adult life. Every week I've started over from zero And I just always had faith that there'd be enough money at the end of the month, at the end of the week, that if I really wanted something that I could get it. And 
when I had a coach, he said, Rebecca, you have an abundance mentality when it comes to your finances. Like you're not stressed out about it. Like most people are, you know, that you can, you can manifest the money you always have, and you always will. Why can't you apply that same abundance mentality to your love life and just say, Oh, there's, there's plenty of great guys out there. I'll meet one in divine timing. I know that things are always going to work out. You know, God doesn't want me to be alone. And when I made that shift and I started applying an abundance mentality to my love life is when I met my soulmate. So it is something that I would say it's a practice, you know, it, it takes discipline, but when you feel yourself going into scarcity or limited thinking, ask yourself, okay, what is the limited belief right here? Maybe it is, oh my God, there's a recession and groceries are so expensive and gas has tripled and I don't have enough money. I don't know how to keep up. A lot of people are feeling that right now. And you feel that and go, okay, wait, I'm in fear-based thinking right now. How can I flip that around and say, you know what? There's plenty of money. God didn't bring me this far to drop me on my head. I'm going to be okay. Things are working out better than I can imagine. And you, you flip your negative beliefs and your limited thinking over to abundance thinking. And it just, I like to call it the three A's of change. First, you're aware. Okay. I'm in a fear-based thought. Then you accept it. You don't judge yourself because some people, especially people who are on a spiritual path, are like, oh my God, I've been to this many seminars and I've listened to this many podcasts and I'm still having fear-based thoughts. Of course you are. It's the human condition. Uh, So don't judge yourself, accept it, and then take an action. Okay, how can I shift this fear-based thought to an abundance-based thought? And that is just a constant practice. I go through it a million times a day. And the more you practice it, the better you get. And, and it is, it's like having mental discipline. We have discipline with what we eat and, you know, some of our other habits, but we let our thoughts run wild and we actually can get in the practice of choosing our thoughts. And then that creates a new uh, groove in our brain. And then it becomes easier and easier to think more positively. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I would love to hear how would you say what is your favorite platform or what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you or reach out to you? The best way to find me is on Instagram. Okay. At Rebecca E. Whitman. And you can also find me on Twitter, Threads, and Clubhouse at Rebecca E. Whitman and TikTok at Rebecca E. Whitman. Uh, Instagram, I do answer my DMs. That is me. So that would be the fastest way if you want to ask me a question about abundance or anything else we talked about. And I would like to offer your listeners this amazing abundance journal format that has changed my life for decades and changed many, many of the students I work with lives. So uh, Cassandra will be sharing my link tree. And in my link tree, you can grab the abundance journal. And before we hit record, Cassandra also told me that a lot of people are looking for their life purpose and wanting to have a more meaningful life. So you can go to my website. It's RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. That's Elizabeth with a Z. And I have a free guide. It's called Find Your Meaningful and Magnetic Purpose Guide. And I would definitely jump on that guide and 
I'm happy to discuss your results with you, or you can just use that information as your own personal guidance. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, that sounds super exciting. I might have to check that out. <laughs> Great. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have any in closing, any other notes for us, any other words of wisdom to impart? I would say just do your day. That's it. Don't worry about the past. It already happened. We can't change it. Regrets are a waste of time. Don't worry about the future because it's fictional. And we don't want to be so far in the future because we can't control a lot of the outcomes there. Just do your day, find the joy in each moment and try to have as much fun and playfulness as you can during your day. And that would be my closing thought. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. So for our listeners, definitely check out the links in the show description. Go check out Rebecca's work. Um, and I hope that this has helped you have a piece to start with, you know, start with the spirituality and moving your body and just, you know, think of your mindset. I love how Rebecca talked about the fear, the difference between fear and love mindset. And I hope that you find this inspirational and until next time. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.